0: Good evening everyone and welcome uh, to our evening service, welcome too to those who are uh, watching online. Uh, We have um, Scott McLeod leading our worship tonight. Scott um, is uh, hoping to go to ETS in a year's time uh, and uh, he's uh, preaching for us today as he looks to develop uh, his skills in ministry. Thank you for your welcome again and we welcome you all and welcome those watching online as well. May we join ourselves in prayer. May we pray. Our Father in heaven, as we return before your presence, we thank you for the words that we have sung together, words that give us encouragement, words that give us assurance. You are the one who does not leave us in our troubles. Right in the midst of them, though we may feel you have left, you remain with us and you protect us and you watch over us. And you are one that we can trust. You are as that loving heavenly father. Of whom we are told to pray to as a father. One who does bind us and take care of us. And show a love to us that surpasses any of the depth of love that we can understand on this earth. Lord we pray that we know it. We pray that we feel it. As a love that we lay hold of. And love the presence of in our lives, as your word speaks to us. (coughs) Lord, speak to us. May your spirit be active amongst us as we gather as your people to sing praises to your name and that we would come before you with all reverence, remembering who we come before. You are the creator of all. You are the lords of lords. You are the one who formed us. You are the one who keep us. And the very breath that we breathe is in your hands. The grass grows and the flower fades. We do not know what a day or an hour brings for us. And we come before you, praying that you will be with us, that we would seek after you, and cling dearly to you, as the Lord Jesus himself, being a man, came before you in reverence. And he himself learned obedience through his suffering. Lord, as we look at the Christian's life and the difficulties of it and the perseverance through it, that we may learn obedience to your word and to your will for our lives. Lord, we pray for any who have not come to trust in you outwardly for themselves. We pray that you would give them the confidence and reassurance to lay hold of your truth as a truth that they can trust, persuading and enabling them to believe and trust in your Son, the one whom has risen, the one whom has ascended, the one who left the Spirit amongst us, the helper to guide us. And we see the beauty of that Christ our Saviour coming through in the word that you have left for us. A word that we can hold in our hands as treasure beyond anything else we can possess in our lives. And as we hold it in our hands, it is a wonder that we have been given it at all. For when we look at ourselves, we see the creature and the being that is so, so frequently wandering, so easily distracted, so easily bemused by the things of the world. Lord, we pray. You keep us from these things. keep us from those little foxes that come into our lives and cause distraction. Those things that keep us from having our eye on you. Our focus upon your word. Lord, help us to be obedient. Lord, we remember the preaching of your word this day. Be with all. Be with David again. We remember him in our Be with those who shall come and lead the worship here in the coming weeks. Lord, we pray that the faithful ministry here would see fruit. And as we pray for the congregation, we pray for the community. There are many who do not desire after you, who do not want to know of the Lord Jesus Christ and all what he has done for them. We pray that you may arrest their souls, that they may know their situation before Almighty God. As a fair and just judge, who will judge them according to their, sin. Lord open their eyes to see their need, and Lord we pray, as a church that is united as the bride of Christ, remember all other denominations that preach Your word, and we pray that there would be forms bond, bond formed, bonds formed between congregations. While we so easily cause division amongst ourselves, while we so quickly keep ourselves separate from one another, Lord are we not out for the same cause? Do we not worship the same Saviour? And can we not at least agree? Can we not speak to one another and encourage one another? Although there may be differences, yes, but Lord we pray unite us in these differences. May there not be a A spirit of contempt between us. But give us a spirit of love for one another. That we may work together and be strong together. Lord pray that you help us in our time as we look at your word. Be with each of us. You know the heart of everyone that is here. We do not see what what lies within. The problems and the temptations. The things we struggle with. Lord they are many. And many things that we do not know. Lord be with them. And give them strength through these difficulties. Lord we ask that you be with us. Help us as we look at your passage. Forgive us our sins we pray. And all these things we ask. In the name of this your Son and our Saviour. The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Can we turn to our Bibles and read God's word together. In the book of Second Kings chapter 8 we'll read from the beginning let us hear God's word now Elisha had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life arise and depart with your household and sojourn wherever you can for the Lord has called for a famine and it will come upon the land for seven years so the woman arose and did according to the word of the man of God She went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. And at the end of seven years, the woman returned from the land of the Philistines. She went to appeal to the king for her house and her land. Now the king was talking with Gehazi the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me all the great things Elisha has done. And while he was telling the king how Elisha, had restored the dead to life. Behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life appealed to the king for her house and her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, here is the woman, and here is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed an official for her, saying, Restore all that was hers, together with all the produce of the fields of, from the day that she left the land until now. Amen. May the reading of God's word be blessed to us. Now well, if we turn back to the passage we read, and we take a text as that being verse 2. So the woman arose and did according to the word of the man of God. She went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines for seven years. So we'll continue in our study of the Shunammite lady that we began with in the morning, and we'll refer it back to the Christian's experience as we do so. We looked at the first meeting, and we'll continue on to this final and only other record we have regarding this unnamed lady. What was her experience? And what can we learn from her in regard to our lives today? It does not actually record any words that she speaks in the passage. It says that she did speak to the king, but we do not know, unfortunately, what she spoke. But though she doesn't speak, her actions speak for us. And that's often the case. Our actions speak louder than our words. So we we'll look at her actions, which will give us an important evidence of a renewed character that will be likable to the Christian. And you'll see that a lot has changed with this lady since we met her in the morning, since she was there, since she herself met the man of God. She seemed to be proud in herself when we met her. She seemed to be comfortable in her wealth. She was happy with the company of people that she dwelt with and she was not conditional of any aid from any king that the man of God would speak for her on her behalf. But now, in contrast, as we look at this lady, she is someone who is ready to obey the word of the Lord, forsaking that wealth that she had, and actually, and I suppose quite humbly, is now brought to plead before the king that at one time... She refused the favour of. And I wonder if many of us listening here as Christians can look back over our lives, look back in our own experience, and see these changes that have come over us. A change from a reliance on ourselves to a reliance upon Christ, a reliance on his word and a reliance on the spirit that he has given to us, and a spirit that dwells in us. And you can say for sure that I am not what I was. And I hope you can say that the Lord has proved himself to you to be faithful during your days. Even though you may be someone who has gone through an experience of great hardships and challenges, whether it be outwardly or inwardly, whether it be physically or spiritually, maybe the obedience of God's revealed word to you at specific moments in your life Recall precious memories in your experience and your obedience though your obedience to that word though beyond your own reasoning has proved itself also to be for your good and it is possible even that maybe you have seen the rewards of the obedience to that word and though maybe we are not to be expectant of them in this life for the rewards shall surely come So I want to look at this passage with the titles of Challenge, Obedience and Reward. The challenges that are set out really as Christians, the obedience to his word that we should have and the rewards that we are given as parts of that obedience. So let us begin with the the challenge that is set out. At the beginning of chapter 8 here, of the passage that we read, we can see in verse 1 Now, Elisha had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, Arise and depart with your household, and sojourn wherever you can, for the Lord has called for a famine, and it will come upon the land for seven years. The Lord had called for a famine. And quite simply, this is just saying there's going to be hard days. But there is instruction here for you. There is good instruction here from you from the man of God, you must arise and go. And we imagined in the morning that the giving of this child, and it's not an infallible picture, as I said, this child was as the giving of her salvation, a saving grace gifted to the believer. And it is indeed the greatest gift that we could ever receive. And taking back to the thought of the child that is given to us, they become so precious and dear to us. But we know from experience that it is not all cute cuddles all the time and peaceful sleeping. In fact, maybe very little of the latter in real life, as sure as many parents can agree. After the initial joy of receiving the child, it can be in fact be very hard and very difficult and will most likely get extremely difficult at one stage or another. And is this not similar to the Christian life? While we are gifted with salvation through Jesus Christ, the joy that we experience at the beginning, we will most likely, if we are honest with ourselves, find it extremely difficult at one stage or another. Whatever the test is, whatever we experience. And we spoke in the morning that we often feel like we may lose our assurance of salvation. And we compare that to the sun when it died. But this was just an example, for we we face many challenges in our Christian lives. They come from many angles, and the devil will use any tactic he can to challenge us. And this can be completely different for everyone, and it is extremely personal to you at times that sometimes we question ourselves and we dare not interpret to one another what we are going through or what we are feeling. We can be scared to tell others of what we are going through and what we are feeling. Like the woman who put the child into the bedroom and closed the door. The problem was entirely hers. She didn't share it with her husband. But now she knew, in this situation that was set before her with the famine, this was a time to trust. For her experience had told her to be faithful. Though this would not be comfortable. But this... Is a word that we must trust. This is a word that she knew she could trust in. And often the challenge comes to us through his word. Does the word of God challenge you? Has it challenged you? Do you trust in the word of God? Do you listen to it when it speaks to you? Even when it is saying the very thing that we don't want to hear. The Christian is often challenged Through the word that is left to us. We are challenged in our understanding of who he is. We are challenged in our daily lives. We are challenged in understanding his will for our lives. And it can be so hard at times just to understand what is going on in difficult days. But look back over your personal experience as a Christian. And ask yourself, has he let you down? Has this word let you down through the days of your sojourning or the days of your life, the days of your wandering across in this path? Is this word one that has proven itself to be trustworthy to you? For we are not free from the world's temptations. Everyone is not blighted by the same sins. And right in the midst of our hardships, it may be hard to say that it is good for me, and on the contrary, in the midst of ease, it may be hard to say that it is bad for me. Jesus Christ himself it says in Hebrews learned obedience and suffering, and so if he learned obedience and suffering, how much more do we? And We are not to enjoy, I'm not implying that we should always enjoy the times when it is easy. And maybe it's a point worth discussing again or thinking in your own minds later. Has our ease of our daily lives made us less dependent on God? And while difficulties, as we spoke of, are deeply personal, so on the other side are the sweet Christian's experiences in these days. In these days that have been so hard, when that word speaks to us, it is sweet to you it is as medicine to your soul and you kind of find it hard to explain exactly why or how these words have been so reassuring to you and encouraging to you and the preciousness of the gift is maybe beyond explanation and I suppose if we refer it back to the child through the difficulties of bringing up the child there are many blessings there are many rewards To hold your sleeping child in a sense cannot be compared to when they're quiet and silent. There is nothing like it and we must remember that the Lord is in control. He is over all things. He will be with us through these days that are hard and he will encourage us through these days that challenge us and we will see the blessings of it. He will not leave us. Whatever Challenges are set before us. Are we ready to be obedient to the master's voice? Though it may be contrary to our own desires, and though conditions are not comfortable when he speaks to us, will we be obedient? Will I trust in him when he speaks to me? So let us look at obedience. The willingness of the lady's obedience is told to us in her actions. The woman arose and did, according to the saying of the man of God, and she went. We don't hear her cry out, why? Why do I have to go? She doesn't respond as we heard her say in the morning, I am happy amongst my own people that I dwell with. We don't even detect a moan to leaving behind of her wealth. She is not one saddened like the rich young ruler to part of his possessions. She is not like Lot's wife, looking back and desiring what she left behind. But the words in the passage simply tell us she arose and did. She went, acting on the authority of the word that was given to her, that had proved itself to her in days gone by. Imagine you had been told that this country would be in a famine for seven years and you had to leave. You had to move to another country. What would you do? How would you respond to such a challenge as that? And I suppose it depends who's telling you. You know, if a, if a, if a postman or a joiner came to you and said that they had... I'm not disrespecting postmen or joiners here. But if a postman or joiner came to you and said, I found, a vax, I found a vaccine or a cure for COVID-19 and that's it, done. It deals with it and it solves the problems you'll never get it. I don't suppose you'd be quite so willing to take it, knowing his background or knowing the person. But on the flip side, if if someone comes to you with a renowned background in viral infections, having previously proved their worth in curing people and vaccinations, approached you with the same claim, you would be far more trusting in this man's a pharmacist or whatever they be, than the postman or joiner. There is a vast difference in the significance of their words, and they might actually say the same thing to you. They may literally use the same words, but it just comes down to who is telling you. So if we have been told that there is a famine for seven years, you know, who's telling? And this is the big thing that's happening here. It's a man of God that's come to her. The man of God who has restore, given her son that she thought she would never have. Restored the life of the son that she thought she had lost. She knows this word is trustworthy. So she must go. It is utmost significance of who has spoken the words. And there is a great reminder for the Christian. When the word of God speaks to you to listen. We can often be busy in our lives not to spend the time in reading and seeking that voice, spending time in prayer and meditation. That's how the Lord, the Lord speaks to us. And coming back to that thought of reading, prayer and meditation and how the Lord speaks to us, seeing our challenges, when we feel challenged spiritually and maybe we feel like we've lost our assurance, I'm just going to give you a picture, just to maybe be a reminder to you. I love cars, and uh, in your car you'll have a speedo, tell you how fast you're going, and a rev counter. Usually that'll tell you how fast the engine's turning. And it'll tell you revolutions per minute, RPM, on the rev counter. It's just 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 usually. And it'll tell you how fast the engine's spinning. Someone, it was, I think it was Joel beak had this reading prayer meditation. This is what the simple reading, praying over it, and meditating upon what you have read, and thinking upon <coughs> what you have read. And just if you ever forget, if the car isn't running, the needle's at zero. It's not ready to go. It's not moving. It's not running. It's at zero. The RPM has to be up if it's running. And the more fuel it gets, the faster it is able to turn and the more quickly it can advance. So if you feel like you've stopped, remember R-P-M. When you jump into your cab, reading, prayer, meditation. Spiritually, to start your engine again, read the word, pray to God and meditate upon it. That's how God speaks to us. That's how God encourages in our challenges and restores us in our difficulties. But often we leave that to last. We often leave seeking out God's voice once we have tried everything else. Maybe because we know what he is going to say to us will be against my will. It will change my life and I don't want to hear it. Maybe we don't want to go when he tells us to go or arise when he tells us to arise. Maybe he has said to you to arise, to go and do something, to step out of your comfort, don't To leave your wealth, to leave what you've known and arise and go and do what he is telling you to do. I don't know you, but the word of God speaks to us and we must be obedient to it as it speaks to us. That we will be obedient To all that he says to us. The Shunammite knew. That to obey this order. Of the man of God. Would ultimately be for her good. She could have doubted. She could have complained. She could even have waited behind. But she went. She was faithful in going. That's the way we should be. We should be faithful. To our Lord. For we admit that he knows best. Even though what he says to us does not make sense at all, we learn to trust in Christ. Because in every aspect of the Christian's life, he has proved himself to be trustworthy. Did the Shunammite lady know there was going to be a famine? I don't believe so. Did she try to reason why she would leave all that she knew? I don't believe she did. If they leave, I believe she had learned through her experiences, to fully trust on what had been spoken to her. Can you say that of God's word in your life? Fully trusting when we don't understand what is going on, it doesn't make sense to us at all. He knows best, and I pray that he will prove that to you. And it says in 1 Peter 1 verse 14, As obedient children... Not conforming ourselves to the former lusts as your ignorance, but as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. What makes a person holy? Well, in a sense, it's obedience to God. Not conforming ourselves to our passions, our lusts, our desires. But we are either obedient or we are disobedient. Which are you? Has this word spoken to you? Have you been too fearful to arise from where you are? Have you been given an escape from a danger that is to come? But you have been too fearful to accept it. And you have refused to follow. You have refused to listen to. The believer may be at times be guilty of this. As challenges are set before them in their lives. As they are told to take up things they do not want to take up. Or do not feel themselves capable Of being able to do. But the unbeliever also. Who has been taught the way of salvation. Who knows the works of Christ. Who provides an escape from death. But does not arise and trust in this man. Are you being disobedient to him? When you have been taught such great things. And he has given his word to you. Are you being disobedient to trust in To trust in him? What stops you? Why not? Can you not give up on everything else? Like this lady. Do you not think Christ is trustworthy enough. To guide you in your life. Those who are obedient to the Lord. And give up on their desire. Of what they know. Of what they are formerly trusted in. When they give up on these things. They will be rewarded greatly. So let us consider the last point of the reward. Our Shunammite lady returns to her country. We read that through in the passage. And it seems that she endured her time. It seems that she is in this poor state returning. And now she comes crying to the king. The king that once she refused the favor of. We do not know of the difficulties that she experienced during this time. But we do know that the word that she trusted in did not fail her. She has been brought through the famine. She has been brought through this difficult time and returns at the Lord's appointed time. With great coincidence, as it seems, just as Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, recalls the account of this Shunammite lady and her son being restored to life before the king. And this is the Christian's hope found here in the passage. And Though we may not perfectly worship the Lord, though we may moan and often even question the salvation of my soul, though we are challenged by many things and may not always obediently listen to the word that is set before us, though I face difficult providences, that though God may guide me in paths that I don't understand and that I would find hard to follow at the end, when it is all over, we can say that we have been brought through it all by his grace, that we have undeservedly received through his good instruction that he has left in his word to us and the strength and encouragement that we find as we come to it daily, seeking the guidance from it. Will you last the road? Would you last this time of endurance? Will you defeat the famine that comes before you? We'll never do it by ourselves other than relying on Christ's word. We trust in the Christ's work of salvation for me. And that is what takes me through life. Christ is my assurance for the future. He is my hope for tomorrow. But you know, when I look at this passage, I see this poor lady coming to the king with absolutely nothing but herself and holding her son. From when we met her in the morning, now she stands in vastly different circumstances. She willingly gave up on all that she had possessed. All that she had known. She had come to trust in the word of God. And she went. She has left all. But she has held on to the child. The miracle child. The child that was graciously given to her. The child that she thought she would never ever have. We imagine this child as her salvation in the morning. And she has not let this child go. This is all that she has. This is everything to her. This is her future. This is her hope. Will this image of this lady be you? As we come humbly before the presence of Almighty God, after having completed our allotted years on earth, holding your gifted salvation, almost reminding me of the Christian Certificate in Pilgrim's Progress. And there is one maybe speaking on your behalf, exactly when it is needed. Likewise, as maybe the angels of heaven proclaim similarly to what Gehazi is saying here. Here is another of Christ's works. My Lord, O King, here is the woman. Here is her salvation, In your son Christ Jesus has restored her life her hope and her trust is founded on Christ's work she has not forsaken trusting in him she has given up on everything else and it is a wonderful picture of the one holding to Christ in the end when everything else fails everything else loses its value at that day of death Nothing else can be taken with us. And yet we hold to this Christ that is given to us. And yet what is the reward? Well, our passage, it speaks of an abundance beyond our expectations. The Shunammite has restored to her all that she had left behind. From verse 6, we can read. Find it here. And when... The king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed an official for her, saying, Restore all that was hers, together with all the produce of the fields from the day that she had left the land until now. All the goodness of the land that she had left behind, that she had missed out on, would be restored to her. She has graciously given the seven years of produce that she had missed, the seven years that resemble perfection in the Bible, the number seven. That is what the Christian gains, perfection, greatly abundantly and welcomed as a good and faithful servant to come home and enjoy the fruits of the king's land. The king will provide for them perfectly. This will be your home that he has kept for you. His heavenly provision is a perfect one. The years of hardships, the years of difficulties, the years of famine, whatever they may be, the years of longing to be home, it will be over and we will be at home. It says in Mark 19 verse 29, And everyone that has forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit eternal life. They shall receive a hundredfold when we trust in Christ, when we listen to his word. Whatever the challenge is for us today, That we would be trusting in that word and that word would prove itself to us. That we would be obedient to that word. But what if she hadn't obeyed? Well, we're not sure. If she had stayed and endured the famine, what would have happened? It's greatly uncertain to say what would have happened. And without trusting in the word of God, it leaves a great uncertainty to leave it till the final days. But we are to remember that there is a time appointed for each of us. That we must stand before the Almighty King. And the one without the salvation in Christ, who does not bring Christ Jesus with them, embracing him. They'll not enjoy their abundance. They'll not receive a hundredfold. They'll not see perfection. But they'll be left in a land of dire famine. There'll be no satisfaction for them and they shall be left... Craving after things that do not satisfy them. There will be no peace, no instruction, no word, no loving guidance from a heavenly father, but crying in mercy in anguish of their souls forever. Can you face that anguish? As having sat under this word, that many within this building can say this is trustworthy and true, and you have ignored even their testimony of it you have ignored the word as it has been spoken to you and never acted or obeyed it but obeyed that voice when it came to you maybe because it seemed too great a challenge for you maybe you couldn't give up on what you knew maybe you couldn't give up on your wealth are you doubting to trust this Christ are you doubting to trust this word because in essence that is what you are doing if you're not listening to it you're doubting that Christ will take you through take you through life take you through death can you doubt this word no many will tell you you can't will you be left in the anguish of having doubted it forever so what will it be for you will it be abundance or will it be anguish forever amen May these thoughts be blessed to you tonight. I'll say a short prayer and we'll continue with praise. <clears throat> Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you do not leave us, you do not forsake us. Your word is gifted to us and we are so thankful that it is a word that has proven itself through the generations. And we hold fast to it, though it be, be many days of difficulty. We are assured by your promises that you do not leave us. You do not forsake us. As Moses doubted his ability to do anything or to go forth and redeem the people from Egypt, he was told that I would be with you. The great I am will be with us. The one in whom we can trust in as well. The one who has revealed himself to us. Revealed himself as he did to Moses. We pray. That we would trust and obey what He says to us today. Lord, forgive us in our sins. Remain with us in our time of worship to You. Amen. Closing our short prayer. Lord, be with us as we part. Lord, may Your Spirit remain over us. May we know the love of Your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, being evident to us and speaking for us, speaking to us overcoming the challenges that are set before us lord we pray you reveal your will to us and your word to our lives that we may know who you are that you are trustworthy and have proven yourself to be but may we know it in the depths of our hearts as one that we can faithfully rely upon all the days of our lives one that will lead us through life and lead us through death into eternity to be with you in glory an inheritance unspeakable in our words while we dwell here on earth but an inheritance that we long for forgive us us in all our sins we pray and all these things we ask in the name of your son the lord jesus christ amen